On today's episode, we'll continue our top 10 series. We're going position by position over the next few weeks and revealing our top 10 players at each spot. You may hear a few surprises along the way. Today, I'll go over my top 10 second baseman. That's today on Fastball Fantasy Baseball. This is Fastball Fantasy Baseball with Taylor Tarter and Matt Kirk. Let's get into it. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. I don't think there's much debate about who's in the top four second basemen. I think I think there's a clear top four. Uh, it's up to you kind of to decide what order you value them in. My top five in order are Marcus Semyon, Jose Altuve, Jazz Chisholm, Ozzie Albies, and Tommy Edmond. And they all have something in common, which is they all steal. Um, and the reason I have Semyon, Altuve, Chisholm, and Albies as my top four is they also hit for at least some power, some of them, some of them more than others. Uh, but, you know, the, there's a, a clear reason why we're valuing them this high, right? And I like second base this year. I think second base and shortstop are both uh, pretty deep positions. I think at second base, there's a top maybe 15 before things start to fall off a little bit. I think that's a little deeper at shortstop, but it's, you know, way better than, uh, you know, first base and third base where you have like a top four or five and then a cliff. So second base is somewhere maybe if you don't get these top four or five guys, uh, you can still find some value later in the draft. Uh, but if you have the opportunity to get one of these top four second basemen, I, I would very strongly consider it. So for my number one, I have Marcus Semyon. He went 2020 last year with 100 runs and 83 RBI. And he's in an improving offense in Texas with Corey Seager, Josh Jung added to the offense. So I think that, you know, I think that he could repeat that 2020 and 100 runs. And I also think he could end up with more RBI than what he's projected for, which a lot of the projection systems you'll find in fan graphs have him in the 80s for RBI. I think that could potentially be in the 90s, depending on where in the order that he bats. Also, uh, a, a good trend that Semyon is following is his strikeout rate is actually improving. And it got down to 16% last season, which is really, really good. Uh, he had a good hard contact, but not great. But what he does do really well is he lifts the ball. So he had a 47% fly ball rate and that's good if you can get balls out of the park, which he does. And honestly, his home run to fly ball rate was a bit under his career average. Last season, he hit 26 home runs. If a little bit more goes his way, maybe he's looking at 30 home runs and is one of, I think, maybe two or three 30-20 players. Uh, some other things I like this season that could help Semyon are that the new rules for pitchers as far as like 
how many times they can do pickoffs or step off the bag and the bigger bases, you could be looking at a 30 steal hitter. And so this is why he's number one for me. Uh, I don't think any of the other second basemen in this category are 30-30 threats, but I think Marcus Semyon is. Like, yeah, obviously a lot has to go right, uh, but he's interesting to me for that reason. And that's why I uh, have him number one. I also like that his chase rate is under 30%. Contact rate is around 80%. So you have a good hitter that hits for power and steals bags. What, what more can you ask for? Uh, for number two, I have Jose Altuve. I, you know, looking, <laughs> looking at the, the, the data, the background data on him, the, the especially the hard contact uh, data, I, I don't really get how he hits for power. He has a 7%, 7.7% barrel rate and a 29% hard hit rate. Somehow he had 28 home runs last year. And I went to look at the park factors. And what I saw, what I saw was that Houston is actually in the middle. They're 13th for right-handed batting home runs. So it's not even like he um, is in a really good park. For right-handed power he just somehow puts the ball over the fence and as long as he keeps doing it i'll buy it uh he had a 16 percent home run to fly ball rate last year which was a bit over his 11 percent career rate uh so maybe you know he's got a good so i'll say he's got a good floor for batting average so all those things combined um I like even if he gets closer to 20 home runs than 30 home runs, he still steals. He's still going to give you a, a good average. In you know a, a 15 team draft that I was in recently, he went in the third round, right? So he went in the top 45 picks. I think that's great. I think that's right where he should be. Um, you know, if he if he got 20 uh, 20 home runs and 15 steals with a 290 average. I'm happy I got him at pick 40. For my number three, I have Jazz Chisholm. Uh, I have him ahead of Albies, uh, and I'll go over why uh, when I talk about Albies. But for Jazz, he was so good before his injury. Um, I, I love Jazz Chisholm. Uh, he, in 241 plate appearances, he had... 14 homers, 39 runs, 45 RBI, 12 stolen bases, and a 254 average. And projections have him going 2030 with a 245 to 255 uh, batting average. The The reason that I have um, Semyon higher than him is because I think Semyon's batting average is going to, you know, carry above. And I also think his counting stats for runs in RBI are probably going to be better. He's in a better offense than Jazz. Uh, so some things I like about Jazz Chisholm, 16.6% barrel rate and 45.7% hard hit rate. Those are ridiculous. They would have both been first among qualified, among second basemen if he qualified. And then he also is probably going to get outfield eligibility this season Uh that you know, there are talks that he's going to play in the outfield, so that even that adds even more value to him. 
So Jazz Chisholm, number three, second baseman for me. And the reason I have Albies behind him is just like a lingering injury concerns, right? Are Is he going to steal as much? Is he going to hit for as much power? Uh, you know, TBD, um, he, he's got 202260 predictions, but, you know, I worry that he ends up a little bit under those marks. It, it's really, it, it's hard to go off anything from last season because he played so little. Um, we know he has a 30-20 season in the tank. He did that in 2021. But again, you know, a bounce back season from injuries. I, you know, if I miss out on him and I get one of these guys that I'm going to talk about in the second half, uh, my one of my six through 10 guys, I'll be I'll be okay. I'm not going to be upset if I miss out on Albies. My fifth second baseman is Tommy Edmond. I I was too low on Tommy Edmond last season. Um, I saw him as like a one trick pony, like he's going to get you steals, um, and that's it. And he kind of does, but um, I think there's going to be more value in that this season. So. He has a chance to lead baseball in stolen bases while also scoring 90-plus runs in a really, really good offense. So five batters had more than 30 steals last season, including Edmund. Out of them, out of those five batters, Edmund had the most home runs and the highest batting average. Uh, Cedric Mullins had three more homers, seven more runs, and two more stolen bases. Right, Edmund outran him and out averaged him and Mullins had three more homers, seven more runs, two more stolen bases, but Mullins is going 25 picks higher in NFBC drafts. Um, so I got Edmund in round six of a 15 team draft. So if my math is correct, that is pick 80 ish around pick 80 um, after Mullins went in the fourth round. So around pick, Oh, math is hard around pick 60, right? So to me, that's a huge bargain. And if I'm getting Edmund around pick 80, oh man, I'm so happy. Um, so, and and he's multi-position eligible, which is very valuable. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break here uh, before getting into my top six through 10 second baseman right after a word from our sponsor. Okay, so getting into my top, well, I guess it's six through 10 second baseman here. I have Andres Jimenez, Glaber Torres, Brandon Lau, Jorge Polanco, and Tyro Estrada. So if I missed out on somebody in my top five, I would be really happy to get any of these five players um, you know, if you decide like you're going to target uh, an early reliever or you're going to go first and third early uh, and you're going to wait on second base, this is a position that you could wait on. Um, so and these are some of the guys that you could get a little later. You know, you're looking at for uh, 
for a semi and Altuve Jazz, Albies Edmond, you're looking at a top 100 pick. All of these guys could potentially fall uh, around pick 100 or later. So Andres Jimenez, uh, I have him at number five. I think he's going to score more than the projected runs that uh, most most projection system have it, have him in the 70s for runs scored. But I mean, Cleveland's offense looks pretty pretty good, pretty decent. I think that he could up that a little bit. Uh, last season, he had uh, 17 home runs and 20 steals and hit 297. But he had a 353 BABIP and a 257 expected batting average. So I think the projections that have him in the mid 260s for average, I think that uh, is more accurate. I think he could go a uh, 2020 but I think it's likely at least one of those is under, if not both. Uh, but I think he could get close. In drafts, to be honest, with, with Jimenez, I think he statistically compares pretty well with Tyro Estrada. And I would rather wait and get Estrada, who I... You know, so if... if Jimenez is going around pick like 80 right now, 82 in, in NFBC. If Jimenez drops like pick 100 and I'm sitting there without a second baseman, then I'm considering Jimenez. But if I'm at this point, it's pick 80, um, Edmonds gone, I might wait until the next round or the, even the round after or a couple rounds after and go Tyro Estrada later. Um, and I'll cover him in in a few minutes but um i think the value of picking like maybe maybe varsho falls at this point or maybe you can go out and grab uh uh, like a adley rutchman or or alejandro kirk and fill that catcher spot right and you can kind of prolong second base because there is a lot of value deep uh, at this position. So um, one thing that is good for Jimenez is that Cleveland is top 10 in park factors for left-handed batters in both average and power. So that does give him a chance to, you know, hit that 20 home run mark, but we'll see. Um, Glaber Torres is my number seven second baseman. He had a rough 2021, nine homers in 516 plate appearances. That's not good. Uh, especially for a guy that has some power in his bat. This was likely due to an approach change that he started in 2020. He got really, really selective with his swings. He ended up dropping his swing rate. He, He decreased his launch angle, barrel rate, and heart hit rates. And, of course, ended up with more ground balls and fewer home runs during, you know, the whole 2020-2021 seasons. All of that went up last year. So he had a 10.7% barrel rate, which led qualified second baseman, and just barely under a 45% hard hit rate, which ended up being second among qualified second basemen. I'm okay with the contact coming down a little if he's going to be more aggressive at the plate and it's going to turn into more 
home runs. And so this is a player that I think is a, a great value at pick 113, where he's going in NFBC leagues, right? So if he's going in pick, after pick 100 in your league, go grab him. I could see him performing like a top 75, top 80 player this season, uh, especially in a Yankees offense that's, I mean, pretty pretty solid. So uh, if you're sitting there around pick 115, I would lean more uh, towards Torres than uh, like a like a Jimenez that falls. Uh, Brandon Lau, injury took him out of last season with only 200, 266 plate appearances. I like that he is a consistently hard hitter. For his career, he has a 13.5% barrel rate and a 43% hard hit rate, which are good for you know any position, but really, really good to see with a middle infielder. He gets good lift on the ball, 40% fly ball rate, and a 20% home run to fly ball rate for his career. I, I really like that. He is a left-handed batter who should benefit from some BABIP positive regression without the shift. And then he had, he was uh, the 10th, he's the 10th second baseman going in NFBC leagues at pick 163 for reference in my rankings, which you can find on my Twitter at Taylor Tartar. Uh, I have him at 101. So Brandon Lau, he's my uh, eighth second baseman. And at nine, I have Jorge Polanco, I like his bat X projection for 22 homers, 75 runs, 69 RBI, 11 steals, and a 254 average. If you look, so I, I know this isn't real, but if you look at his stats for his career from season to season, uh, Polanco performs best every other year. So in 2017, uh, he had 13 homers, 13 steals. 256 batting average. 2018, six home runs, seven stolen bases. 2019, 22 homers, 107 runs, and a 295 average. And then in 2020, of course, it was shortened, but four home runs, four steals, 258. Then in 2021, 33 home runs, 97 runs, 98 RBI, 11 steals, and a 269 average. What happened in 2022? 16 homers, three steals, 235. We're in an odd-numbered year. I mean, well, it's gonna, what's going to happen? So, I, Again, I know that's not real, but, I mean, how crazy would it be? Uh, but there are some things that I like about him, right? Things that we like. The last two years, he had a 10% barrel rate. He, he cracked league average with his hard hit rate last season. And Minnesota is known to target guys with good hard contact and they're good at coaching it so those are those are good things he's a great launch angle hitter who only has a 33 percent ground ball rate for his career that's really really good and he's over 80 percent contact for his career so he is absolutely a player to target this year i really like the projections for him 20 plus home runs double digit steals a 250 average that could be better than you know what it is. It's 254 projection could be better. So great option uh, if you're sitting there without a second baseman after pick 150. 
go for it. Jorge Polanco, odd number a year, he's your guy. And then my number 10, this is probably where a, a lot of people are <laughs> are going to judge me and you know, uh, you're probably going to hear uh, other people with different uh, picks here for number 10, but I, I kind of like Tyro Estrada. And so I'm going to give you a few things, a few comparisons between uh, him and um, Andres Jimenez. Estrada steamer projections for this season, 16 home runs, 69 runs, 64 RBI, 19 steals, and a 257 average. Andres Jimenez is projected for two more homers, same amount of runs, six more RBI, two more steals, and nine points higher in batting average. That's not a big difference. And if you look at what they did last season, it's relatively comparable too. Estrada was three homers short of Andres Jimenez. Uh, he outran him by five runs, just seven uh, RBI shy of what Jimenez did. Estrada had one more steal, but the biggest golf was uh, their batting average, which Estrada's batting average was 260, Jimenez was 297, but Jimenez, his expected batting average was actually lower than uh, what Estrada did. So I think these are really comparable players that are going about 100 picks apart. And so if you're, again, sitting there, pick 150, you did some other things, you got your you know first or your second round third baseman, you've gotten some pitchers, catcher, relief pitcher, you got to, you know, those things out of the way. And you're sitting there 150, 160, 170. And you don't have a second baseman, get Estrada. You get great value. I have him at pick 131. And he's going at pick 170 in, in drafts. Snag him. This is a, this is a, a, he has no real competition for playing time. Even if he, you know, starts slow or has like a bad streak, cut him, find, you know, grab another guy after the first month of the season. But you're getting him late enough where it's really good value and you're not like tied down uh, to a guy that like Marcus Semyon, who you drafted in the second or third round. And, you know, if he underperforms, you're, you're going to really struggle to decide what to do with him, right? Uh, for Estrada, some other things I like, he has a 15% home run to fly ball rate for his career, but was at 12% last year and ended up with 14 home runs. I think if that evened out a little more, he probably could have hit as many home runs as Jimenez did last year. And we're, we're having a, a even closer, right? A, comparison between the two so uh again a, a, he's a guy i really like uh I, i'm happy waiting on uh for estrada so that's my top 10 in order you've got Semyon, altuve jazz albies edmund jimenez torres lao polanco and estrada we're doing third base next week you definitely want to tune in for that <laughs>